uh, that apologetics with you all. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us just uh, go into a quick word of prayer. Father, we thank you. We glorify and we honor you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for uh, keeping us, oh God, throughout this day, on this day number three of the fast. We thank you, Lord God, for your resurrecting power uh, on today, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, that even on some things that... Uh, we're dead are coming back to life, oh God, because we are excited about what you're doing and how you are doing it, oh God. And we thank you even right now, oh God, as you enter into this portion of our assignment of uh, scripture and teaching, oh God. Father, touch these lips of clay and make them yours, oh God. And in all thy getting, let us get understanding and let my words go forth with clarity and with boldness in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Just give me a thumbs up emoji if you can see my screen. Yes, give me a thumbs up emoji. Yes. Oh, excellent, excellent, excellent. Today is day number three. And the focus uh, or prayer point for today is planning from the book of Proverbs 6, verse 9. And I'm also going to have you put your uh, uh, thumb on Proverbs 16, verse 9, likewise, later on. Amen. Proverbs 6, here begin at the reading of God's holy word. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? Let's look at uh, what is planning. Planning is the process of thinking regarding what needs to be done to reach a destination. It requires you to begin with the end in mind. Uh, the, a gentleman, Stephen Covey, for those who are familiar with books such as um, highly effective uh, thinkers or leaders or, or, or those highly effective books. He's very uh, good on teaching on procrastination and brainstorming and time management. Um, there's another book that I reread all the time called No More Excuses, which is another wonderful read. Uh, definitely check them out uh, whenever you can. Uh, it, you know, something like Seven Habits, uh, Pastor Jeremiah, if you give me the correct name, Seven Habits of Highly Effective Leaders or something of that sort. But he coined that phrase, begin with the end in mind. And so when I think about that, especially from where we are here in ministry and us on this fast and yesterday, uh, just coming over that powerful teaching from uh, Pastor Jeremiah with vision, that's really what begin with the end in mind is and working your way backwards. It's really seeing that uh, blueprint or that expected end of that vision. And then you start to work your, your way backwards in the planning stages where you start putting in your dates and so forth. But we're going to dive just a little bit deeper beyond just the scheduling of a date. And so begin with the end in mind really speaks about you needing to know where you are going to better understand where you are now so that the steps that you take are always in the right direction. And I love what Pastor Jeremiah said about the there and the later is what vision is all about. And so you want to ask God when you're asking God for that vision, God, show me there and later. That should be your prayer. And so some of us may say, especially for our young people coming out of the pandemic, even thinking about what's coming into tomorrow, it's very difficult for them to even project even that far into the future. And now anyone uh, that you've read uh, that have been highly successful, they'll tell you that successful people think about their future and think about it often. They know exactly where they are headed and they know exactly what it looks like 
looks like. And so this morning, if you were on this morning's uh, prayer call, the, the, the charge for today was for you to really uh, get a, a, a blueprint while you were thinking on what it means to, uh, to sit in the vision or how do you know that you get that you're there sitting in the vision, which means that you are now going to look at it from all of the five, your five senses, what it looks like, sound like, taste like, uh, what it, what it, what it feels like when you, when you listen and so forth. And we'll talk about that later. And so when you're doing this along this process of planning, when you're talking about understanding where you are now, that requires you to go on a journey of self-discovery because you must be aware of where you are now. And, and that requires you to be honest. It requires you to be transparent. And I'm not talking about with others, I'm talking about with yourself. Because in that space, you're now beginning to, as you, uh, you see the vision uh, uh, ahead of you, you're now able to identify what are my strengths and my weaknesses? Because in the planning stages, this must come into play because there's some things that you just cannot do. And you have to be honest with yourself and say, hey, uh, do I still struggle with something uh, called trust? If I still struggle with trust, there is no way I'm going to trust to bring anyone to help me carry out this plan in the planning stages or even share what I need to have done. And let me tell you something, when God gives you a vision, it's not for you, it's bigger than you. Because it's, because it's for others. And so you truly in your prayer time say, God order my steps. And so when we begin to do that, and when we begin to really sit in that vision, we want to envision the vision. And that is through this thing called power of visualization. You must allow the spirit of God to launch you into your future and give you a visual imagery mentally. And when you are envisioning, you are seeing these things or imagining these things within the mind and the vision now sees something as if it was true, because that's what happens. When you think about it often and you begin to visualize it, your brain cannot tell different that it's not real, that the reality is not there yet. But the more you visualize it and the more you begin to get it clear, a clear picture in your mind, you now begin to uh, couple the two together and your body begins to react as if it was true, as if you're actually sitting and operating in the vision in real time. And so add, because you are visualizing from a perspective through God's eyes and not your eyes, because as Pastor Jeremiah says, the there and later, you, all of your, your senses get excited. There's an excitement that comes through when you see it, what it sounds like. And I asked you this morning to challenge yourself and say, you know, when I'm sitting in the vision, what does it smell like? What does it taste like? When I touch it, what does it feel like? Uh, does it sound? like nothing, which represents uh, just peace. You know, does it sound like a whisper? Is it a loud voice? When I see it, what does that look like for you? You know, when you look through that through God's eyes, because here's the thing, when we, when God shows us something, we don't sit in it long enough and know we come out and we share it with others. 
And before you know it, someone say, you know, they start knocking down that thing. And before you know it, all of this other stuff starts to come into play. Let me tell you something. When God shows you this visual imagery, it wasn't a conference call or a committee meeting. And so when God gives you this visualization, now you have to come back. When you come back in real time, you begin to rehearse the declarations back to you. And that comes from pulling from scripture. I'm the head and not the tail. And I'm, I'm just sharing with you something, just a little snippet of what I do. I'm, a, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. I'm a lender and not a borrower. I am blessed and highly favored. Everything I touch turned to prophetic gold. I am unstoppable. I lack nothing. The Lord causes my blessings to find me with ease, without toil and stress. And I can go on and on and on. You know what? I, my page, I have a whole full page uh, of declaration that I don't even have to look at my paper to read it because I do it every day right after my, my, my hour of prayer. And, and after spending time, it has become part of me. Because let me tell you, when life begins to life, I got to speak to that thing. I said, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. I don't care that, that they told me, no, I'm a lender and not a borrower, that I will get an approval uh, on this thing. It just haven't reached me yet. I haven't spoken to the right person in the right place yet. God, show me. And so when you don't do that and you step out of the spirit, you now begin to think about it and your, your physical being now begin to analyze it right? Because now what, what, what begins to happen is that your brain begins to overtake your spirit man and now tells you that this doesn't make sense. There's not enough facts. There's not enough data to calculate that this is true. The analysis, this is, you know, this is not logical. And so these dangers are, this danger, 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 beep, 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 these red flags start going off. And now it, it, you, you start to get these little things in, in, your, in, your, in your ear, in your inner ear is going to fail. It's not going to work. You're going to lose it all. You can't afford to fail. You know, kids, you know, kids, somebody going to college, you know, Sister Kimberly can attest to that. So kids going to college next, next, you know, in, in, in a couple of months, you like to say in a couple of months, right? You know, you know, you start thinking about that. You see in the applications, you know, I can't afford to invest in that. And God is giving you all these things, but I, I'm, you know, I, I'm not qualified to do this. And all these excuses, and it goes on and on and on. And now your body now goes into this response, this natural trauma response. And the body, now the brain now sends a signal to the body and says, fight, there's danger. There's a real threat. Right. Because now the goal is, is now to put your mind and your body back into a calm and relaxed state. So it's telling you fight, run away, freeze up or start saying yes, start people pleasing. Just get anybody, anybody, somebody just bless my business. I don't care. You know, if you know, I don't care who just bless my business. You no longer even ask for the right person or the ordained person to the anointed person that God has ordained for such a time as this. Now you just want anybody, somebody, please. But what have you done with the vision that God gave you? And so now, because of all of these things have now taken over, right? You sit and you do nothing with the vision. 
and you don't move on planning. It's just there. It's just a well thought out, well written idea in a beautiful planner. And so the scripture now comes alive and God is like, wait a minute. He's checking in. There's some souls that didn't get saved. There's some things that he wanted to do over there. And that business didn't get, uh, get open. That book didn't get written. He's like, wait a minute. How long will you lie there? Wait a minute. But guess what? He called you out your name. I don't know about you. I don't care how saved and sanctified you are. And if you baptized in the Jordan River, you know, this past summer, if somebody call you out your name, I guarantee you, you're going to lose all your communion that you took uh, just recently. But I don't want, but just imagine somebody, but let alone God, calling you a slugger. He didn't even just ask you why you're lying there. He actually gave you a name and a title. And so I had to back up and I said, wait a minute, where is this coming from? And he said, you, you have this excuse and all these excuses, you know, this person didn't bless me. I didn't get approval for this. I didn't get approval for that. And, and, and all this other stuff. And he said, okay, you didn't have money to go to that conference and you couldn't get that life coach and you couldn't get this person to invest. And he said, okay, I'm going to give you something to go back up to verse six. And it says, go to the ant, thou sluggard. He called you out again. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Go to the ant. Consider their ways, her ways, and be wise. That's the queen bee. Which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provided her meat in the summer and gathered her food in the harvest. What's your problem? When you look at the ants, they're community oriented because the goal is to bring food into the colony. And so everyone knows their role. They're highly organized. And so everyone knows whether it's the, the, the diver ant, the driver ant, whether it's the, the red, the fire ants. Let me tell you that even when the anthill is getting ready to, uh, if there's a, a rainstorm, the anthill will literally build a bridge so that no one will drown. They create like a raft and allowing the colony to float. The, the, those that go out for the food, they send out that, that signal for the food and the other workers come. Everyone has a role. And he said, you know, why haven't you sat down? I gave, I showed you your future. And now you haven't even sat down to say, who do I need to bring in to help me accomplish this, what I've given you? They plan for the future. They know winter's coming. You know winter's coming. We know winter's coming. You know, we're supposed to get a nor'easter just recently. Yeah, we got we got rain. You know what's coming. Guess what? We were, you know, in my house. You know, my curtain's been down so long, I forgot the ACs were still in. This is January. And we had to run and take the deal because we, we forgot because we've been so going and so busy. Something simple. But God looks at that slugger. That's a sin. It's a habitually lazy person. He calls that, that, that sluggard. He said, you're slothful, you're lazy, you're wicked, you're unprofitable servant. You know why? Because you're messing up his stuff. You're messing up God's plans because what he has, he has plans for his kingdom and he's entrusting you with this thing. And he said, you haven't even moved on it. How dare you? And I've already answered. 
I've already sent the people and you haven't even done the least little bit just to move forward and do what needs to be done so you can make the connection. And so when we jump to Proverbs 16 and 9, it says, a man's heart devises his way, but the Lord directs his steps. See, in Matthew 25, when you get a chance, that man didn't mean no harm. It's the man, it's it's, it's the man that they were given the uh the talents. And some of them, you know, they invested it, but that last one, he buried it. Now, back in the day, you bury your money to keep it safe. He said, I you know, Master, I knew you know you didn't have your stuff together, you know, so I just want to make da -da 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 -da. and God called him wicked, lazy, and slothful because he did nothing with it. You know why? He was fearful with all his good intentions. He wasn't being mean. He, he literally said, I was afraid. But, but God said, you're lazy, you're wicked. How dare you? First of all, it's not even yours to begin with. It's not yours to, the vision that God gave you, it's not for you. You're just a steward over this thing. And you didn't even have the audacity to lay down your plate, turn down your plate and say, let me fast, let me pray. Let me invite God into the planning process. Show me God. On Sunday, the, the uh, overseer did a, a fantastic uh, teaching on the strategy that Gideon, it wasn't about getting down to 300. That was not the goal. You see, sometimes we can get caught up on a number and God said, that's not even a goal. I can give you much with a little bit. You, you haven't even sought my face for the strategy to get the goal and the objective of this thing. And in the planning process, you need a strategy. You need to do tactical planning where you are breaking down your long-term strategic plan into smaller and more distinct short-term plans. Then you need an operational plan where you're creating actionable steps that what you should be doing daily, what you should be doing weekly, what you should be doing monthly for each department or employee, what you should be doing. Everything, every day, you must look at that vision and say, what, what am I supposed to be doing with this when I'm planning this out? You haven't even gone from the strategy. You haven't done one, two, or three, let alone do a contingency plan for emergencies. You haven't even done that because you have not invited God into the planning process. God, what must I do? Because if, if we continue to see this vision, through our natural eyes, it will scare us not to even start on any of these uh, areas. It's time to run the play. The Lord is sovereign and he has a purpose for everything he created, everything. And, and when I think of, you know, when you talk about run the play, when you think of that, of sports, yes, Guess what? The goal is not always to get to, uh, yes, the goal, the ultimate goal, especially in football, is to get a touchdown. But guess what? That thing is play by play by play by play. There's a strategy. Go here. We run the play over here. We need to break through over here. And you have somebody over there on the side marking it up. God, there's, God wants growth for his kingdom. And it may have to come through your book, your song, 
your 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 career when you elevate and and you become you go from a, a teacher to an admin or director of something or superintendent or president whatever that is you know he can elevate you for and and move you from teaching on uh that that secondary and now you're on the collegiate level right he said you need to be an adjunct professor doing this you know why haven't you moved up because he wants to use us to carry out his work right here on earth. In the Old Testament, God, the, 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 the Israelites received a legacy from God just because they, they were blessed. Abraham and his descendants had been blessed by God. What a privilege. Guess what? For us, the Gentiles, because of his resurrecting power, we have a responsibility. Yes, we have, uh, we are joint heirs, but we have a responsibility. We can't just sit back and say, oh yeah, just do it. Because let me tell you something, when you begin to carry out, because God, some of us didn't get that 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 blessing or or that 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 urgency to be an entrepreneur. And even if you got an entrepreneur, it's either probably to open a restaurant, maybe not to open a restaurant. I I just want to make products, right? Or or guess what? Uh, based on where my family's been, I was watching uh, one of the real the realtor shows, uh, and this woman, she's down in Mississippi. She said, "You see this area right here? It used to be a plantation, and my goal is to buy back this entire area." She said, "I already own all this side, and every time I walk down this street, she said, I feel proud. There's an excitement. So even when she loses, and I don't know if I have any, you know, for my realtors or anyone that's in real estate on the line, she said, even when I lose a deal, I just walk down this block." And I get excited once again. You know why? Because they, I know this, I'm doing legacy building. They, let me tell you, your vision should outlive you. And I'm not talking about from a physical death. You may not be at the helm of something anymore or at the, the, the very moment where the queen bee is. Because let me tell you, when the queen bee dies in the ant colony, uh, the, ant, the colony dies shortly thereafter. But God didn't design that for us. Our vision, that legacy, should outlive and keep going for generation to a 10th generation. And our families, even if we don't have physical children, it should go on and on and on. Our name should be etched in stone somewhere, just like on the tablets. See, the, the, the Jewish folks understand that stuff. And you'll see them, this wing in the hospital, this was sponsored by. And their stuff is etched in stone. And so we must leave room in our plans for God. And that requires like when in our planning, benchmarks. And this, this is where we have to be transparent. This is why we constantly have to lay before the Lord and say, God, where do I need improvement? God, where are there some opportunities for me to improve so I can push this vision further? What do I need to do? Do I need to go back to school and, and take a class? What do I do? I need to mentor somebody. What, what is it that I need to do? We need to have milestones, those, those fundamental markers that signify where we are in our timeline. Because let me tell you something, you could be so busy and not productive. And that's the truth, Ruth. You could be real busy 
Listen, a hamster run all day on the wheel going nowhere. And so you have to have these things physically so you can see it and say, oh, I'm headed in the right direction. And just like this time of fasting and prayer, you need quiet time every day to sit because God, my God, can, will give you a download in your quiet time and you can quiet your mind so that you know that you are not running ahead of God. You need quiet time. And thank you, uh, Deacon Emma, for, for tapping on this. Uh, that's already in my notes. Create a visual map. You know, I still, I do a vision board every year. You know, some people say, like, oh, they don't sell magazines anymore. Well, let me tell you, you go into Target and you go into Walmart, you go into CVS and they still have a magazine aisle. You could even do a digital. You could even do a Pinterest board. You could do it on Canva. You could do anything. But let me tell you something. If the Ellen DeGeneres, the Beyonce's and, and all those, those folks that have all these resources at their disposal is still doing a vision board, then they have tapped into Jesus. Let me tell you something. They're reading the Bible and they're following because it's biblical principles that's in the word of God. And so when I look at, when I begin to feel myself getting overwhelmed, I look at my board and say, wait, wait a minute, what did I put on my board that doesn't belong here? What, what am I doing? I stop. And I check myself and say, what, what, what jumped on here? What did I say yes to that I, I should have said no? Because every time I say no to something, I'm saying yes to the vision. I'm saying yes to God. I am saying yes to the future. I am saying yes to his will and yes to your way, oh God. Let me tell you something. Uh, two years ago, uh, my husband and I, we went to... Uh, uh, San Juan for the first time celebrating 18 years, two years ago. And we went, we stayed at the Condado. And I just, I just want to put up, I just want to leave this up here for just for a second. We stayed at the Condado Vanderbilt. Or Vanderbilt Condado, one of the two. I don't, I forgot. Condado Vanderbilt. I think that's what it is. And when we walked in, a young lady, beautiful, she was having her wedding there. I said, it's beautiful. And, and the cab driver said, he said, oh, you're staying in the best of the best. I said, well, thank you, Lord. I didn't know it was the best of the best. I just looked, it says five stars and the price was right. <laughs> Eldora, the price was right. You understand, right? And so when we stayed, I said, my God, oh, this is nice. The following year, we loved it so much. The following year, we went back. And this time they upgraded us, us to the 10th floor. Let me tell you, I will go back. I will never stay on the fifth floor again. I said, this feels good. We had a double balcony. We had an ensuite. We had two bathrooms. The door shut. The toilet was in one section. That we even, I even got a knock on the door. They was like, turn down service. I said, turn down service. I said, excuse me. And the lady pulled back a warm cloth she had chocolate and all this other stuff. And I said, I didn't even know what that was. And I said, wait a minute. I like this. This feels good. Oh, wait a minute. My God, look at the vision coming to pass where, where I, I can be, we can be here and, and, and not worry. My God, what a season, right? We had to save up for it, right? but it was a better season than before. And so in this, because I know 
what it feels like. I know what the vision sound like. And we stepped out on the balcony and we can hear God. We couldn't, we were so far up, we couldn't hear no cars, even though we saw them. We, we had ocean view, my God, the peace. I said, oh, I'm sitting, oh, this is what it is. All of your senses must come alive because you must know when you get there. You must know when you get there. You must know when you get to the destination because let me tell you something. There is a New Mexico that's in the United States and a Baja California that's in, that's in Mexico. You've got to know where you're going. How do you know you're in the right place? It looks like it. Sounds like it. But one's in a whole nother country. You must know. There's a knowing. And so in your planning, as we are, we are, we are getting ready to close. I'm over my time. As we are, as you're getting in your planning, you must understand that even uh, when you begin to run the play, even in football, and they talk about running the play, the quarterback, if he runs the play, it's called a scramble because it's impromptu and it's out of desperation to uh, gain some yardage. When you run the play. It's with strategy, it's a tactical move, it's operational. And even when things go awry, you have a contingency plan and it's not gonna throw you off course. You handle it and you get right back on track. As we close out, I hope tonight was a blessing unto you as you begin to uh, dive into your vision with the planning. Tomorrow, we are getting ready to go into alignment. Uh, tomorrow, uh, teaching is alignment. Tomorrow's prayer point for tomorrow is alignment. We will see you all tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. for prayer. Let's just close out. We're not going to close out. We didn't close out. for No, we didn't, right? No. Father, we just, we'll just do a prayer. Father, we thank you. We glorify. We honor. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord God, that you continue to bless. You continue to give us a fresh download. Father, give us a fresh perspective. Give us fresh eyes to see, Lord God. Open up our spirits to receive. Allow us to make the adjustment, even if it's uncomfortable, but knowing that we are on track with you. We give you all glory, honor, and praise. And all these things we ask in Jesus' name, amen. See you all tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. And we'll upload this recording on our um our church app. So I hope you guys have that. All right. God bless you all. Love you all. Good night. Thank you, Pastor Claudine. God bless oh, everyone. Thank you. 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 Thank you.